Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. We know how busy parents are these days, and we promise that we're going to give you something of value in the first five minutes. And so here we go. Laura, what have we got today? So today we're just talking about routines. We want you to know that with routines, we never want them so strict that you can't live. Right. But we also don't want it like so willy-nilly nobody knows what to expect because babies learn by association and routine. They have this little inner 24-hour clock and it's running. So we can be the ones that are bigger and smarter and kind of put that on schedule. And at Moms on Call, we've observed babies for years. We know their natural rhythms. And so that's where our typical daily routines were designed. Right. And we have them mapped out all the way from newborn through four years of age. And, and you know, I'm more of a to the second type person. And I'm more of a, are we like in a 30-minute window? I remember when I was pregnant, people would always go... Um, hey, do you have that morning sickness? And I'd be like, it always makes me sick to get up in the morning. <laughs> Nothing has changed. And you still have I that. Still That's do. for sure. We're like, hey, can we start meetings at like 11 or later? So perfect. Much better, you know. <laughs> uh, but both ways are great. Both ways are great. And we know that with routines, you have to find what works with your family. But if we can have that uh, predictability from day to day, it helps so much. And not only that, if you have more than one child, we put this app together so you can see side-by-side schedules and you want to get a nap at the same time. You want an hour and a half to look at a wall and think your own thoughts in a day if you have multiple kids. And that's what we tried to do. We just want to give you the peace of mind so that you can be the best parent that you can be in all those other waking hours. That way you have that freedom and predictability. And you've got this. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing all things travel and some summertime tips and how you can enjoy vacation time too. And this is a big episode. (laughs) Yes, we want you to be able to vacation and actually be on vacation and make it as simple and easy as possible. And we are going to answer a few of your questions. We today have two incredibly popular questions that we've answered, one of which is, when do you get rid of the pacifier? And the other, what we call, don't save the quiet one. When you have multiple kids and one of them's noisy at night, how do you navigate that? We're going to give you all that information and so much more. It's practically going to be like a vacation. So let's get started. (laughs) Let's talk about, so, you know, vacationing with so many Kids, especially for us with larger families, it can we be. went to Disney World with eleven people when and they literally closed it because there was so many people there. They were full to capacity, and we didn't lose anybody. No. We came back with, with all of the kids. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> so, a few things that was really helpful for us is one: limiting the amount of stuff that you bring because it can be so much stuff. So. That yeah, is so really hard. Think, oh, it's so hard. And try to kind of go through what you really, really need. Hey, we got to have some diapers. Bring some diapers. 
We got to have some wipes. Make sure that you have one of my favorite things right now. And if we were doing this over, would be that slumber pod, that tent oh, that fits yes. over the pack and play. Mm-hmm. Incredible to give them their own little space. Well, you can get like your mom's on call environment right there at vacation when we have all those things that indicate that it's sleep time because it's darker and you can turn the white noise on. And one of the things that you've always said, which I loved, was, you know, bringing something that smells like home. You don't yes. think about Especially that Especially with often. those new little ones. Yes. You know, when you have those two, three, four-month-olds, they're just so, uh, they, they can tell when they're not in that same environment. So bringing some sheets washed at the house will help so much. I love that. And having multiple kids, you always have to remember, like, usually you're going somewhere where there is some kind of drugstore nearby. There is a grocery store. So you think you need to pack, like, everything that you have in your whole medicine cabinet. And like, But look, there's going to be a place where you can get some of those, whatever it is that you forgot. We had a van. Yes, we had <laughs> a van. A minivan. Packed completely full. The aisle. In between, the kids were having to sit with their stuff on top of stuff, their feet on top of stuff. Then we had the container that goes on the top of the van, completely packed full. Total Christmas vacation <laughs> style going down the road. I love it. Look, we had, when we just had one kid, we had to go from a sedan to a minivan. We just thought this kid has so much, this one child has so much stuff. But yes, when you, between the two of us, we have eight kids, so we have packed some stuff for vacation. Okay. You want to go essentials. Yes. So <laughs> I've got to share a story. Okay. So here we are. We're at the beach. We're having so much. You know, the twins are in their little blue jean overalls. Of and course. Every, we, everybody has that picture, right? <laughs> so we've got the beautiful ocean, and there was a hole that somebody had made. So I thought this would be a beautiful picture. I sit the twins in and I, I'm going to get that picture from the back. Mm. They're overlooking the ocean. I'm taking the picture. And All as I'm taking the picture, a wave comes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a picture of my voice being overcome <laughs> by the power of the ocean. So we're like, grab. <laughs> I had people from, you know, two people down coming to help and grab kids out of this hole. Yeah, it, it so much for yes. the beautiful picture overlooking right. the ocean. Well, know? my family still teases me because of Simon Says. So <laughs> my nieces, they were born to have their picture taken. And especially today, like everybody's, you know, you it's Instagram worthy everything. So Yeah, but they are absolutely beautiful. They are. I mean, yes. yes. And they're so they're perfectly poised and they sit still and all those lovely things. Well, I had two movement kids and a social kid. And so they like run, they won't sit still long enough for a picture. So I had this great idea. And I'm like, okay, Simon says, put your hands on your lap. Simon says, smile. Simon says, smile. Simon says, smile. And so to this day, my family is still like, Jennifer, Simon says, smile. <laughs> I just lost it. We just want a picture. I just we want, like, ju- how hard is yeah, it? That in any picture that my kids have got, vacation and otherwise, they have just been threatened within one inch of their life. Absolutely. So if they were ever still enough to take a photograph, it was just an incredible, wonderful moment. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's about expectations. It's all, yes. And I think that that's really what it is. Look, this is vacation. Set the expectations really, really, really low. Yeah. And 
The little moms on call things that we can bring in when you're on that routine, it's so helpful, but we don't want you to be so attached to it on vacation that you feel like you're going to ruin everything. You are not. Go on vacation. We don't know where they're, they might be sleeping in a room at grandma's house or have kids that are sleeping together that don't usually share a room. Just do whatever you have to do because we want you to be able to take that mental break and be able to enjoy the vacation. We can fix moms on call style anything when you get back home. If you're going for more than three or four days, then, you know, just really intentionally have a great time. Stay up later than you normally would here or there and know that we'll we'll fix it. It'll be all fine. It's all good. It's all good. So, you know, one of the things that I always struggled with was when do you leave for a dry a trip, a, a long, road trip. A long drive. You know? Yeah. And so one of the things that we did, we drove from Atlanta, Georgia to Ors Island, Maine. It is 21 hours. You're my hero. From driveway to driveway. Mm-mm. Five kids. Mm-mm. Just be careful of what you eat before you go there because if one kid's throwing up, that's 21 hours, people. Uh, it, it's not good. <laughs> it's not it is good. not good. So we always left at about 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. We'd get everybody's bath, get them in the car, get them in their cute little PJs, and we would drive as far as we could possibly drive until we had to get gas. What do you do? Everybody's asleep. You pull into the gas station and you're like, oh, man, how are you going to get out of the car without that light coming on? So you're like trying to figure out how to turn the lights off. I don't know so how my to tip operate for that today, in my own vehicle. Oh, my tip today <laughs> is to know how to turn that light off when you're heading out for those long trips. So then you'll stop, get gas, and you drive as far. We always made it to Washington, D.C. as the sun was coming up. So we would come around and you could see and the kids were all excited. And uh, and then you would have to stop about every three or four hours during the day to get them out and get them to stretch and do this some jumping jacks. Are for. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. But you had meant to see, I got all these travel stories. Oh. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so many years. So Yes. So we were going from Atlanta, Georgia to Mississippi. It's about an eight-hour road trip. The smell coming out of the back seat Mm-mm. was horrendous. We stopped was it? in this little roadside gas station that had the nastiest bathroom, period. But I mean, we you're def- a pediatric nurse. Listen, nasty, but you want to sanitize like the whole thing. Like you literally almost clean bathrooms that are not even yours. Yeah. Just well, so your kids can come in because they practically lick every surface. They yeah. See. There was none of that because as we get out and we open that van sliding door oh, yeah. and we look at Allison, there is poop coming up her back, over her shoulders, out the car mm. seat. Mm. I am talking. So Yeah. It's take the kids so out. She didn't get left there with the car seat. I thought about it. I thought about it. Ugh. And, you know, so Jim's trying to, to help get her out of the clothes. I'm trying to take the car seat apart. The biggest thing is always have an extra towel in the car. 
Mm-hmm. And definitely extra clothes so that you can change because there's no cleaning a car seat in a roadside bathroom. No. I always keep baby wipes, like to this day, even though my kids are older, in those little compartments in the door and all the doors, back seats and front, you will find a little thing of baby wipes. It's so good because you can wash your hands before you, you know, eat if you drive through the fast food. Or if situations like this happen, that's why I get like, it's a thick pack. Like you might need a number of these things for so many reasons that you can't even possibly want to imagine. The same thing happened when we were on a plane, when I was taking Grayson on a plane and we were stuck on the tarmac. What is it about the plane? People were looking at me like the desperation in their eyes. And the guy next to me literally tried to scratch his way out of a six inch plexiglass, like four by four inch window. And I could, it's like, look, people, I cannot go to the bathroom and open this thing up to the air. (laughs) None of us will make it. So (laughs) we just had to, and it was literally an hour. Like they diverted us to like the international thing. And we just had to sit there and I just looked apologetic. So if you're having to travel in some way, just go to the mirror, practice an apologetic look that, you know, just with your eyes, because it's really going to help. Sometimes in these moments when poop happens, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Thanks for listening to one of the very first Moms on Call podcast episodes. And we're so happy that you're here. We want to show you our appreciation. So we have put together the most amazing giveaway. I'm so excited. I think this stuff is worth like $1,500. And the first thing is a full year supply of formula from Bobby. Yes. And Bobby is meets the U.S. standards. It's organic. It's inspired by the EU standards. So you can get European formula now here in America, like without having to break the law? Yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And it may even come with a baguette. No, that would, <laughs> that would be great. And then there's the slumber pot. This is your favorite, Laura. Oh my gosh. I would so have one of those for those vacations to put those little ones in and give them their own space. Woo! And then this is always so funny because these Colgate mattresses, Laura and I tried to get them to make like an adult-sized one. But right now, the babies are getting all the love. They are going to get a Zen Baby two-stage crib mattress with cool coat from Colgate mattresses. And they're right here in Atlanta. Yes. And do you remember the doctor that made the nose bot? We loved seeing him on the moments. Yes. Mm. So he has the nose bot baby nasal aspirator that we're giving it away from. From Dr. Knows Best. And what's this $100 gift card from Gerber Children's Wear? Have you seen that new line called Moments? Oh, it's awesome. It's delicious. And the perfect sunnies for your little one from Babyators, in case, you know, they're just trying to have to look cool on the beach. Yes, and they can look babies. cool with hearts and stars. It's so great. <laughs> and a brushy set from the Brushy's Official to help brush those teeth. I know, but the best thing, what I'm most excited about is the complete book set, Swaddle Blanket from Mom's On Call that just replicates your tender embrace. They're large and soft and has babies sleeping through the night all over the world. Yes, and all three online courses. I love those because you can see us. You can watch Laura cooking in the kitchen, telling you all about all kinds of different baby foods and textures and just every bit of information in three-minute increments you can imagine. 
And we've got the Electrofan sound machines, the classic version, and the travel sound machine. I want to fall asleep right now. That's right. And <laughs> the Bibs pacifiers, which are some of our favorites. Listen, how do you get all this stuff? Well, you subscribe to the Moms on Call podcast. Listen to at least one episode, which you're doing right now. And then find our giveaway post on Instagram. We're pretty easy to locate. We are Moms on Call over there. Tag everyone you think might enjoy this podcast, and you're entered to win. The deadline is June 2nd. It's that easy. Good luck. Oh, and I thought about something else that you should take on your vacations that you never think about, given all this poop talk, is a change of clothes for yourself. So we oftentimes think in the diaper bag is a change of clothes for the baby, but sometimes we're holding them when this kind of thing happens. So having a really uh, small version, you know, some yoga pants and a t-shirt, it can be a lifesaver. We love to answer your questions on our podcast every week, and we have some great ones on our voicemail today. So let's get right into it. Hey, Moms on Call. My name is Lisa, and I have a almost four-year-old and an almost one-year-old. And how do we keep the older child from waking up in the middle of no night if the baby cries? Um, you know, so if the baby wakes up, we don't want the whole house awake in, at 3 a.m. And then also, how do we know when our oldest is ready to drop his nap? He's really great about napping at daycare during the week, and then on weekends he hates it. Um, is he getting close to an age that maybe he doesn't need that afternoon nap anymore? All right. Thanks. Have a great day. Lisa, thank you for calling in. This is a great question because we have a policy here at Moms on Call. Don't save the quiet one. Look, kids are so adaptable and they're in an environment that where there might be some noise sometimes. And what we want to do is we don't want to save them from the natural progressions and rhythm of life. We want to equip them to handle it. So before bed, you're going to tell your older child, hey, you know what? Sometimes your brother or sister wakes up in the night. They make some noise. It's totally fine. If that wakes you up, go right back to sleep. I had three boys in one room. Yeah. And they would be sound asleep while the other one was screaming their head off. It's just crazy what they can sleep through. Both of us having a set of twins, like we know, literally one kid would be screaming like, I think the neighbors are going to be knocking off the door at any minute. Other kids sleeping like nothing's happening. So we want to give them the credit. We want to treat them like they are strong, adaptable, and resilient because they are. And we want to equip them right before bed, not in the middle of it. We're not engaging with conversation in the middle of the night. We just want to prepare them ahead of time. And then there was a second part of this question. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, they do. They begin to get rid of that nap somewhere around four or five years old. But I try to keep at least quiet time as long as possible. <laughs> we call it nap opportunity That's time. That's right. Nap opportunity <laughs> time. They can have that quiet time. So as long as he's willing to have some of that quiet time, then absolutely keep it going as long as possible. You don't have to expect him to nap. But it may only be 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour as he's over four years of age now. Yeah, somewhere between four and five. Yeah. Typically, they're doing a lot more awake time in the quote-unquote nap opportunity time. But sometimes, especially if you have multiple kids, you need time to stare at the wall, get the laundry done, think your own thoughts. And it is okay for them to have some low stimulation time in their room during the day as it you know fits into your schedule. Hi, mom. My name is Brittany and I have one child. I wanted to know what, when is the best time to uh, take away the passy and how to do that. Thanks. 
Brittany, that is a great question, and we do get that quite often. Uh, Overall, the best time is to take it away when you're taking away the swaddle. So you can keep it for emergencies at that point. But if you'll take that passy away when you're taking the swaddle away, man, it's so much easier at that point. However, if you miss that window, then... (laughs) Like me. (laughs) Then the best time is... When you are ready. It'll take about three days. They're going to cry. It'll shorten their nap by 15 minutes. And all these things are just normal and natural. Um, My kids were probably a little over two when I finally took them away. And if it goes much beyond two and a half, sometimes it can change the shape of the upper palate. So then we get into kind of where your dentist is not going to be real happy with it. They'll all end up with braces anyway. (laughs) So, you know, sometime before two and a half, when you're ready to just do the three days, and listen, this is how it goes down. You're ready. You do it. You take all the passies away. And there's so many creative ways to do it. But we just like to speak into their little heart, like the passies are gone because you're awesome and you don't need it anymore. We're done with that. Just these great little phrases. And um, (laughs) the look on your face is also really helpful. So you can kind of hear the confidence in our voices. And that's what we want to portray to them. We don't want to have the concerned eyebrows like we're not really sure if you can do this. We just want to instill great confidence. But then they might get sick or they're going to find their little siblings pacifier that's been under the couch for three months. And suddenly you're like, I thought we got rid of them all. And they're walking around sucking on a pacifier of, I don't know, some kid all down the street. All is not lost. <laughs> right. So just start over. Sometimes we start, we make it through a day and we just give up and, or they get sick and we're like, no, we just want them to, you know, have that comfort back for a minute. Totally fine. And then just start over again. And in about three days, when everybody's healthy, when we really have gotten rid of all the pacifiers, it's not about time to be on vacation or, you know, we're not having any huge changes in life. That really, really helps for you and them to both be able to encourage that behavior. You know, taking away the passy is just a prerequisite to all kinds of things that they're going to be able to do as they grow and that you're going to be able to support them and their ability to do as they grow. Hi, moms. Uh, my name is Casey, and I have a, a single two-year-old daughter who has all the signs that she is ready for potty training, but just refuses to actually go. <laughs> Hi. Um, so any help, any uh, tips, any tricks, anything you got, I will take gladly because she should be going to the potty, but she won't. Thanks. You are so sweet. You're so tender. I just hear it in your voice. And um, let me just tell you, the first thing that I want you to know is that you are the first voice of hope that your child is ever going to hear. And I can just absolutely hear it. The support that you give very naturally to this child is we're going to really tap into that because it's really useful. When we are giving them the time and opportunity it takes for them to just organize the muscles and the familiar sensations. So the reason that they're not going often isn't because they're just holding it um, and holding out and trying to be frustrating. It's just that they're still getting the coordination of the muscles and the familiarity. So we have a way to move forward. And in our toddler book, we have cheat sheets in the back. We have a little potty training cheat sheet, and it just goes over two or three pages of what to do and how to do it and what to say. 
Um, but we can help to give them the confidence, the time, and the opportunity to do these things. And we're always just super positive and matter of fact about it. Because if we're talking about potty all day or we're stressed about potty all day, then sometimes that part can be contagious and they begin to associate the potty with just, you know, a lot of stress. stress. Yeah. So what we want to do is pull that back, be able to sit on the potty, put it on the schedule about four or five times a day and make it fun according to their design. Check out the Toddler by Design app again. And by design, we can make that potty experience a little longer, a little extended so that when we're in there, if that's a touch kid, that we're rubbing their leg or tousling their hair. If they're an engineer, that we make sure that they know that this always goes in the same order. And you know, we give them those steps. So there are specific things we can do by design to be even more helpful. But right now, what I want you to start with is just the familiarity and giving her time to master that. And when she doesn't, being okay with it. She may sit on the potty for three minutes, and then immediately when you get off, she goes in the corner and pees. This is so normal. And, you know, we just want to be real matter of fact, like, oh, you know what? That's just a matter of timing, baby. You're going to be able to get that in the potty. It's just new and you'll be great at it. Our telephone number is 888-234-7979. And if you have a question that you would like us to address on a future episode of the Moms on Call podcast, give us a call. At Moms on Call, we always want to leave you with the good stuff. There's so much to think about these days that we want to make sure the last thing that you think about is that your kids are strong, adaptable, and resilient, and so are you. So Megan Coltrane is a first grade teacher, and she explains a bit at her post that it isn't that academics aren't important, but this is what she saw. And I'm just going to reread it, Jennifer. So she says, when I look around my classroom, I couldn't tell you who crawled first, who walked before one, or spoke in sentences by 15 months. I can't tell you if their parents breastfed or bottle fed. No clue if they still wear pull-ups at night, because I'm sure many do. I don't know if they potty trained at 18 months or four years of age. I don't know if their mom ever left them to cry it out for a few minutes or if they strap them to their bodies 24-7. You know what I can tell when I look at my kids? I can tell which families value kindness and manners in their home. I can tell when a child feels loved and secure at home and at school, which sadly isn't always everyone's school experience. I know who has pizza and movie on Friday nights and which mom reads in different voices for bedtimes. That'd be me. I love the three little pigs. (laughs) And you do a great job. Thank you. They all have a different personality as they should. I see how kids handle scary situations like thunderstorms. I can see who has a solid routine at home and who has chores and responsibilities. I can hear how you speak to your children by how they speak to others. When I look at my little friends, I don't see their milestones. I see who they are, their heart, their actions, their inner voice, their struggles and triumphs. And I see you and all the love you pour into them. We are always supposed to talk about testing and benchmarks and data during parent-teacher conferences. And I had a mom once look at me and say, I don't worry about all the reading and math. She'll get there. 
What I want to know is how is she as a person? Is she kind? And does she include others? And no matter how much kindness you pour into your kids, there's extra that you can pour into someone else's. So I want you to look around and just see who needs that. Not just kids, but human beings, other people. When you type it, when you see somebody's post, you can also spread that kindness in the unseen ways and that will lead down onto your kids and others. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit momsoncall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe so you never miss a show. And if you know someone who might also like the Moms on Call podcast, please tell them about it. We'll talk with you again soon. Until then, you've got this. this.